The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. With me now, Ray Silk, former All Ireland winning a Catholic Galway business and economics teacher as well at Colossus de Ignod, and Eddie Hoare, who's a mayor of Galway and a former footballer as well. Gentlemen, you're both very welcome to the studio, and it is good to see you. Um, you're a brave man, Eddie, in the suit. Not the jacket, the jacket's still on. Ever the politician, you see, Ray, look at that. Uh, the maroon tie. The maroon tie. Well, I didn't want to depress you too early by talking about the hurling and football, and ladies' football still going um, uh, strong. I mean, it's only a couple of weeks ago, Eddie, that things were looking maybe a little brighter on the, on the, on the men's side. Yeah, they certainly were. We would have been very optimistic uh, a few weeks ago in relation to both football and hurling, but unfortunately now find ourselves out of both, which is which is disappointing because I expect from the footballers' perspective they would have seen themselves as probably in the top two or three in the country and equally the hurlers too. Uh, were you watching the hurling at the weekend, Ray? Yeah, I watched it carefully. Uh, three of my children went, up, children went up to the game. I didn't fancy us against Limerick. I just think that this is a very, very special Limerick team. I think our opportunity was 2018 to maybe stop them and uh, Colin Sheridan had an excellent piece in the Irish Examiner yesterday when he said if you take on the King you better make a count and in 2018 we conceded three goals all of them maybe our fault one maybe a possible free out and since then Limerick have just pushed on so so strongly they have another massive advantage in a guy called JP McManus I think and you know that can't be uh, underestimated either the strength and conditioning of the Limerick team at the moment is phenomenal Kyle Hayes Hegarty six foot four or six foot six, uh, Hannon Byrne, the serious men like, and I, I, I just didn't fancy us against them. To be honest, I know I know we took off well, but for me, in the last twenty twenty five minutes, it was all Limerick. And if you looked at the bench, they brought on Cahill O'Neill and seasoned men. We're talking twenty four, twenty five, powerful men coming on. Yeah. Whereas we didn't seem to have that strength and depth. So I think Henry's going to have to look very carefully at the club championship and try and find some new players because you know guys like Garrett McInerney, Dahi Burke. I think he got five All Stars in a row. Conor Cooney. They all don't owe God anything, and that team needs an infusion of fresh blood and hopefully it's there but it's questionable whether the quality is out in the club championship or not. Eddie, how do you develop that quality? I mean, the, the, the underage structures, um, you know, Limerick may be seen as something of a kind of leaders in that regard now over the last few years and I know in my own county, Kilkenny, there's kind of reviews of how development squads work, you know, and, yeah. and, and an acknowledgement maybe that they need to, to, to change them to, to ape what Yeah, I definitely think, look, there is a gap to be breached. Limerick are the front leaders at, at the moment. In terms of from the Fitzgibbon perspective at college level, I know there is a lot of investment going in there, and infrastructurally, county board-wise, there's a lot of investment going there. But you do have to transition these guys through, like Ray touched on, the likes of Garage McInerney, Dahi Burke mainstays of the 2017 team, it's 17 team, but we probably need to see more of the integration of the Fitzgibbon guys who are, I suppose, competing at the top level now at the third level, and that's probably the next step to inter-county senior hurling and it's just to try and integrate those guys through is probably the biggest step that I would say. And what about the football? I mean, the, the, yeah, I, I guess you, you could kind of maybe overanalyze a, a single match uh, given you were All-Ireland finalists last year. I mean, it, like, it, is there need for kind of any degree of radical change there or, or you just kind From of a footballer's go again? I would have put, pitched us as probably the top two or three in the yeah. country this year. Probably, to be fair, we're a little bit unlucky in so far as it got a few, a few injuries. And the sequence of, uh, of results, uh, Westmead drawn with Tyrone, we probably wouldn't have foreseen that. And in other circumstances, had we progressed past Ty- Tyrone, our, our, our man, we probably would be most likely sitting in an All-Ireland semi-final now. So it would have been a, a total different outlook from that perspective. But in terms of progress, I think we are 
making progress our competitive Division 1 team but we need to see it next year again Yeah right there's an All-Ireland is there in this Galway team? Hopefully, but um, you know, just because we got to one last year yeah. is no guarantee. And we had the nice side of the draw last year. We beat Derry, we beat our man penalties, and we got to the final. And Shane Walsh had a, had a, had a performance of the ages. He scored nine points. <laughs> Killy McDade scored four. So we probably need more uh, of a tread up front. Uh, Paul Conroy now is pushing up around Eddie's age. Now he's heading for 34, <laughs> 35, I'd say. Um, so like, you know, we'll probably need to find another midfielder. But Eddie's right. Uh, Liam Silk was in New Zealand. He was a loss in all the star, uh, Kieran Malloy was injured and Dylan McHugh, so three of our defenders were missing. Uh, I personally think we need to look at the goalie situation again but Park Joyce seems to have nailed his colours very strongly to the Conor Gleeson mast, but you know, and he's the manager that's the choice, but it's a, it's a big decision because the restarts can be very, very slow but look, the bottom line is we, and uh, Sean Kelly got injured, which is a big loss Shane, Shane Walsh's form has been incredibly mm. erratic you know, David Clifford delivers an 8, 9, 10 out of 10 regularly. Shane has been off really since the All-Ireland Club. He just hasn't produced it. And, you know, you're waiting for that to happen. But when we played Mayo, he didn't produce. So, look, he's a, he's, he's a man who has a lot going on. He, you know, he transferred clubs from the All-Ireland Club. He had camps. He was doing a lot of media. Mm. You know, I, I, the Kerry guys don't seem to do that. Like, they focus on football. That's what they do. And Dublin, Jim Gavin managed it incredibly well when they won six in a row. They weren't on Twitter and they weren't on Instagram and they weren't on so these kind of maybe a few too many distractions? Well, I think if you're trying to play at the absolute top level, you can only be focusing on Gaelic football. That's your thing. Even like you can't law dress Teddy McCarthy, the only man to win an All-Ireland in Hurling football in 1990 in the same year. Who are the jewel stars now? Mm. You have to focus on your yeah. Hurling or your football or wherever that case may be, it your is, rugby. Yeah, it is a very fine line. For instance, we're talking about a point against Armagh. If we had won that game probably would have been in an All-Ireland semi-final so it is fine, fine margin so the potentially the distractions off-field are, are played a little bit of a part this year I'd have to say probably did but just it is something going forward that we would have to just, probably just, look just, at Just a reality check for Goa footballers and people who really know their football on Goa Goa have only won nine All-Irelands ever Mm. That's the reality. Nine. I think Kerry at 38, Dublin 30. Uh, the 98 0 1 team, that was one team. The three in a row was two teams. So it's very hard to win in All Ireland. You need so many things going well. And we were architects of our own destruction. We only needed a draw against Armagh. We went right up into the corner and we got mm. turned over on the way out. The game management was poor at that time. But look, that said, it looks like Pork's going to stay on. It's not definite that yeah. he's year five. Maybe he needs to look at his management team. Uh, there's talks maybe Keane O'Neill will be moving on. You can't stand still because if you're standing still, you're going backwards. And, you know, it's hard to look past Dublin and uh, Kerry to, win the, to be in that All-Ireland final. And that has potentially a massive game. I think Derry will have something to say about that against Kerry. But I cannot see uh, Monaghan being able for Dublin. The Dublin performance in that last 20 minutes, 25 yeah. minutes against Mayo was very ominous. Yeah, it was a little like Limerick, wasn't it? Last weekend watching him, you kind of thought uh, all year, you thought there's chinks in this armour. And then as you get towards the business end, suddenly things start ramping up and you start Excellent to get example. A, a that, bit worried. Excellent example. That is what they did. And uh, <laughs> Kieran Kilkenny coming off the bench. Yeah. Calling, you know, benches win games now. And, you know, did did Dublin and Kerry were they just kind of smiling at this all along and they were planning and plotting to be there like I said 38 All-Irelands 30 Irelands mm. going next with nine that's some gap guys yeah. and so you know someone put it well to me we're having a coffee one day and he said if if Kerry and Dublin aren't at it you need someone to step up to beat them like Tyrone did or Galway did or Meath did or Cork did but in the natural order of things it's going to be Kerry or Dublin uh, it's, it's remarkable isn't it uh, 
Kerry, we have seen David Clifford on terrestrial television once this year. <laughs> yeah. Once. What a lead-in, what a lead-in. And we're at All-Ireland semi-finals. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Really, no, I fully agree. For all the yeah. wrong reasons. I mean, GA go, we're going to be talking about it a bit yeah. later. I know it's before this Oireachtas committee today. Yeah. What do you think? No, irrespective of the revenue generation, we need to showcase our games. We need to showcase our best players. And David Clifford should be free to air to anyone, any young person that wants to look at him on any given day that he plays. And that doesn't mean attending the, the particular venue. So my perspective, GA go, I wouldn't be in favour of the current structures in place. Uh, they've got though it's, I, I was kind of amazed listening to some of the figures coming out of that Oireachtas committee today I did that Kerry Tyrone game 120,000 people watched it on GA Go so yeah. paid for the subscription we saw, you know kind of they've made an awful lot of money out of it you can see yeah. the attractiveness there's no discounting the, the, the facility I, I agree whole, wholeheartedly the facility should be there and is there technology has obviously improved and allows for it but the the, pay, the paywall is where the, the issue is with yeah. and if 120,000 people are willing to watch it paid, I'm sure a lot more would watch it if it was free to air. Potentially, it could link it, maybe, and if it's something that could be done, link it to your TV licence. So there is a very poor uptake on TV li- licences across the country. And maybe link it to your TV licence, whereby you obtain a subscription to GAA Go, and that keeps the revenue part fulfilled while also meeting the requirements of ultimately being free to wear. It is. There's executives out in RT tearing their hair out listening to you. Eddie said, Jesus Christ, we have enough problems with TV licenses and reform in that area without tagging on GAA Go. But uh, Ray, what do you think? Um, I understand why the GAA is doing it. It's to raise revenue. I think four million, it was mentioned. And, you know, uh, Sky moved out. But my my problem would, would it, would, with it would be very much, I think my mum who's 80 or my dad died last year, Lord rest him, 85 you're ruling out a load of people who aren't tech savvy at all they'll have to get their grandchildren to come in and set up the screen for them, they'll have to have suitable Wi-Fi so I, I think, I, I like the Eddie's point about the uh, marketability of your games and the GA is in a constant uh, battle now, not a battle, but it's just a competition between soccer, rugby, Gaelic, mm. hurling. That's just the life of it. Like, you're a hurling man, Eddie and myself are more Gaelic people, but I played hurling as well for many years. But you've got to have the stars on the TV so the kids recognise them. Like, David Clifford is an icon, but, you know, there were some fantastic monster hurling games on there as well awesome. that we didn't get yeah. to see. And, you know, that was sad. I, I on, a, on principle, I, would, I wouldn't pay uh, GAA Go personally. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. But Eddie made a good point that you could pay, it's 80 for the season. And that allows you maybe then watch them a little bit more. But I don't know how to sync my TV to my computer and cast it and all this kind of stuff. Like yeah. at, at 50, so the 80-year-old definitely doesn't. And it's not the same looking down the lens of, of, a, of a, a laptop watching a game. So I'm against it, but I do understand that the GAA, while it's a community-based organisation, it yeah. does have to turn a revenue yeah. as well. And it does appear the revenue is coming purely from subscriptions, so potentially an advertising revenue from it. There obviously is 120 people, 20,000 people watching it. There would be more. So there's maybe other avenues of revenue that might yeah. tap into corporately rather than the actual punter or the day-to-day person who's, who's watching, watching the games. Well, uh, listen, unfortunately, we're, we're kind of tight on time, so we'll have to leave it there. I, I'd love to keep talking uh, uh, about it all. We, we won't, are we one question for you. Kilkenny or Limerick, call it. Uh, Kilkenny. <laughs> Absolutely. I know, you know what? I, despite how ominous the threat is from Limerick, like we, that, that 
third quarter last year, Kenny had him on the ropes. They were Limerick were genuinely rattled for those few minutes, and Kenny those bad three wides under the Cusick stand. I think they go over the bar last year. Just we'd be looking at two in a row, right? Never there's, mind winning this year. There's a, there's a glint in your eye when you get talking about that confidence there. <laughs> Praise still, Kenny. Who listen, that's an absolute pleasure, and thanks a million uh, for joining us. The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.